Welcome to this episode of Power Playthrough, where I blow out your ears in the first <laughs> 20 seconds. Uh, that, that second waveform was me <laughs> breathing in like a horse through my <laughs> nose. <laughs> we are the show that discusses uh, the Fox Kids daily <laughs> morning block <laughs> ah. with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. Yeah. My name is Dan. My name is Freddie. And let's talk about episodes 35, 36. I don't say my name no, like that. 34 through 36, yeah, 34 of through 36 Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Which includes the Green Candle. Yeah, two of those episodes happened. Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about that already, but the Green Candle, like, I thought that was like like six weeks, you know, <laughs> like when I was a little kid. I was sitting on the edge of my seat like, Tommy is not going to be around anymore. Yeah. What yeah. is going to happen? And you know what? It was two episodes, and a lot of it was spent in Goldar's house. Yeah, it was a Goldar's house situation. <laughs> so, uh, I don't remember how the episode starts. Oh, is it it's uh, Zach, and, so, Zach and Tommy talking yeah. about how... Tommy hasn't asked How Kimberly to, to the dance girls, yet. Yeah, and Kimberly, and Kimberly, he wants to take Kimberly to the dance, and he hasn't done anything yet to make that happen. Yep. I mean, besides making her already fall in love with him, because they're in love like two stupid kids, but uh, Zach goes about showing him how to approach women. Yeah, by trying to get at Angela again. By, yeah, by assaulting Angela with dance moves. Yeah. Um, yeah First, she got to slide. Yeah, well, then you got to hit her with a smooth spin, and then sometimes you just got to bust a move. Yeah, he did all of that, and, and then she said, she "Get a life." Promptly tells him to get a life. Angela, not worth it. Never will be. Like you, we were just looking at at the uh, future episodes talking about. I think he finds that out. I think he. I I think he comes to that realization because she is. There's nothing wrong with Zach. You know, no. there's nothing wrong with him at all. It's like, look what he did. You know, it's maybe he's a little goof, but it's it's charming. You know, he's yeah. he's not incessantly like like uh, like invading her personal space or anything like that. He's not like, a sexual predator. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> is what you're trying to say. Yeah, he's a good wholesome boy, and he uh, dances real nice, and he is cut like a Greek god. Yeah, but um, yeah, Angela is not worth it. She shuts him down. And uh, Tommy, well, let's see, we, we get uh, Bulk and Skull enter, uh, enter the scene. And uh, it's real unfortunate what happens shaking here. shaking my head, no. Yeah, you are. It's real unfortunate what happens here because Bulk is, like, he's already got the defense mechanism going. He comes in overhearing all this, uh, this overhearing this discussion about how to pick up girls and stuff like that. And he kind of, like, pulls his jacket over his head, so it like a cor- I don't know corn, why he does it cornholio kind of thing. Yeah, but he does this like, oh, you poor boys can't get a date. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real awkward thing, but you, it's it it is uh, it is a clear sign of a troubled boy, you know, who's 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 now just 
grasping at straws trying to to uh, either look cool or to be funny. I think know? he's done with trying to look cool. Okay. I think he's moved on from that situation. I think he just he's is... getting pushed further and further into this awkward lot in life. Yeah, kind of like my my uh, my friend's brother. I won't name any names. But he thought he was a velociraptor from the age uh, 11 to 14. <laughs> it's a lot like Step Brothers. Yeah, after it, it's weird that it, it is a lot like Step Brothers. But after what where where uh, diverts from Step Brothers is from the age 15 on, he thinks he's a fox. So he goes from velociraptor to fox. As what, as an adult, is he an adult yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's he's, okay. he's, he's he... holding down a job. He's holding down a job, but is he a part of the the furry community? He's not. He's not actually part of the furry community. I mean, he's still heavily into anime and stuff, but he doesn't. He's not heavily into being a fox. I think he still identifies as a fox, but he. Um, I think he's a part of the. You're part of the furry community well, at that point. I, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to offend. I don't know what the uh, protocol is for that. You know what I mean? Hmm. I don't know if you have to wear a suit. I don't think you do. You just, I just think just it's really into anthropomorphic uh, characters and stuff like so, that. So, my girlfriend, I guess he is. My girlfriend does a lot of art commissions at conventions and stuff like that. And yeah. the furry community happens to be some of her like biggest supporters. Yeah, because uh, they come in and they're like, "Hey, can you draw a picture of me and my boyfriend?" But I identify as this kind of cat, and he identifies as this right. kind of wolf. Right. But can you draw them together? And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And they're just people wearing normal clothes, and yeah. you know, they just identify as different animals. Yeah, there's there's some uh, bad ones that give them a bad rap, but that's the same with any any culture. I mean, like, we've, we've been to Morphicon. We've seen the weird Power Rangers fans. Yeah, we have. Uh, we've been to anime conventions. You know, I mean, you know those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know some of those people personally. Yeah, I mean, like there there are dudes that we see at the comic book store that are part of that community that yeah. wear that wear a monkey D Luffy hat, yeah. a black Power Ranger shirt, yeah, a pair oh, of Naruto good. Ninja shoes, oh, and they stank. Uh, well, that is a very very accurate description of someone we actually know, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Let's get back into the episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he pulls he pulls the jacket over his head, and then he um, promptly has a panic attack. He does. He genuinely does. He has it, and it's stuck on his head. And and how we know this is a panic attack is because he he starts to struggle and he starts freaking out about it being stuck on his head. And then he says he can't breathe. The, yeah. His his face and his his face his nose his neck nothing is being obscured nothing is being constricted or anything. He could just unzip. Yeah, but he's saying he's having a panic attack, and and um, Skull tries to help him out by pulling the jacket down, and then they both somehow defy physics and flip each other, yet end up perfectly uh, opposite, like head to head. You know, facing it, even though they started. Like uh, parallel to each other, they they actually did a Spanish fly. They yeah, did. they kind of did like a Spanish fly, and uh, they're on the ground now. And then Tommy and Zach come up, along with a bunch of girls. No, like th- they come up, and then Zach just goes, "Ladies, come here!" And then All a the, bunch uh, of girls yeah, yeah, come yeah. up to just point and laugh. 
And they and they uh, make a little poem like a, a sure, along roses along the, are red, yeah. violets are blue. We Boy, sure, sure could we learn a lot from you. The not, yeah, they did the not on. Welcome it. to the nineties, baby. And uh, yeah, and they are n- not seen for the rest of this episode. No, they are. Are they? I thought yeah. they were d- done for it. No, they're no, seen. no, no. They're seen one more time, and we'll get there. Well, are you sure? Because remember, you thought this was one episode. Look, there is a lot of <laughs> stuff going on, All right. but not really at the same time. Yeah, it is kind of like that. There is like a lot going on, but not really. You know, like there's there's a lot at stake. Maybe two set pieces. <laughs> yeah, and then we cut to Rita's house, and yeah. she talks about how she's got a new monster that can take the form and the power of whatever it transforms into. Yeah, which is interesting, because when it does, it doesn't really have the power of them. It kind of just has a form. Yeah, because if you're in Dragonzord battle mode and you're facing Dragonzord, yeah. you're obviously better than Dragonzord. Yeah, not the case. No, it doesn't no. have Dragon Antler or anything. Yeah. No, you, you're Megazord and you're facing Dragonzord. Yeah, well, you're on the same level. Yeah, you're about the same yeah, level. you're just but, a little more ambulatory. Again, no, no uh, power sword, no uh, Godhorn. You know. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, he doesn't really use the power. We're he not. Just, we're just, not. Uh, we're not doing Zoo Ranger. We don't need to use those terms. I like Dragon those names, Antler and Godhorn. Well, okay, for that, I don't know what that one is called. Actually, genuinely, I do not know what the drill staff is. Is it just called drill staff? Yeah, I think it's called the drill staff. It, I don't. I don't know what it's actually called in uh, Power Rangers. So I say Dragon Antler because yeah. also it's a boss name. Yeah, but all right, yeah, yeah fair enough. Um, no one's gonna know what we're talking about unless they listen to the other episodes. If you do, you're a saint. You're, you're you're genuinely a saint. Do you still listen to this show? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So yeah, Rita has a new monster. Does what? oh no, it's just Cyclops. It's just Cyclops. I thought he was called Cyclops. Cyclotron or something like that. Nope. Straight up, I think just that's the from Cyclops. a different show. Yeah, Cyclops, the Cyclops monster. Cyclotron sounds like a Power Rangers monster. Yeah, yeah. might be. It might be. Maybe that's a Turbo Arrow. Like we don't, need to, yeah, we don't whatever. need to speculate. We'll get there when we get there. So the next scene we get of the Rangers is we get Tommy and Kimberly lakeside at the park. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tommy looks oh, like... He... We didn't talk about Goldar. Oh, right. Goldar. Okay, Goldar. So, you know, in kids' shows and cartoons, they can't explicitly say a character will die or be killed. Um, they They... They have ways to dance around this. So this being the Green Candle episode, our first shot of the Green Candle is Goldar holding it and basically explaining what it, but does. What it does. And he, as <laughs> as he gets to the part after, so he says, you know, it's going to drain Tommy of his power. And once the power is gone, and he starts having a laughing fit. And then, and then, and then. And then, and then the, and the show just just gets to the next scene. He's laughing hysterically. He can't he can't say the part where they do whatever they're gonna do to him, which is, you know, it's in it's implied that they're yeah, gonna it's kill implied him. that that he's gonna die, right? But they can't do that because it's a kid show. Just like you know, the the turtles never use their weapons unless uh, it's robots. In, yeah, unless it's robots or or um. Michelangelo with the uh, grappling hook because the nunchuck couldn't be shown outside of America or whatever. Something, something to do with the whole hero turtle stuff, yeah. you know, ninjas and the bad connotation with that. 
But yeah, so Goldar, so how they get past that is make Goldar look like a giddy child, make him look super silly yeah. by not being able to say <gasps> these words and, because and... he's laughing too hard because he's enjoying this plan too much. It's really, really funny. It'll, it, it, it actually woke me up a bit. The episode Whoa. was progressing just fine, and then that happened, and I was, I was, I was kind of like in the power playthrough uh, mode at that point, you know. You know how I know we're in power playthrough mode? <laughs> How's that? Uh, that it's twelve minutes and fifty-one seconds into the <laughs> podcast, and we're three minutes into the episode. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So yeah, Lakeside. Uh, Kimberly and Tommy walking in the park, and Tommy is now approaching. He's making the move. Yeah, he's a real nervous boy. But yeah, very hesitant. He's saying, I want to tell you something. Kimberly's, this, you know, sweetheart as she is, uh, unless it comes to Bulk and Skull, who she sees as not humans. Yeah. Um, who, being nice, sent her into almost death. Made made her brain spider web like a windshield, like it's. We've been talking about this for five episodes. It's gonna. I'm gonna be talking about this in Zio. It's it's a problem. It's a real problem. This after Cat's a character, him is gone. <laughs> but um, she says you can you can tell me anything, and he's about to, and then blah. Yeah, we get you know we, <laughs> we get, get the putties. putties, and these are actual strong putties because they disarm rangers immediately. They're yeah, they kind of dan- the yeah they get the morphers and then they kind of dance around a bit with his morpher. It's and then they steal him. And yeah, and they then just they... kidnap him. Yeah, and he go like yeah nothing. Uh, there's no crazy fight maneuver to mention, and it's pretty standard outside of the putty grabbing his morpher and dancing around with it, and then they abduct and him. Kim goes to transform. The putty kicks it out of the way. When she goes for it, he kicks it across the park. Too. Yeah, yeah, they're they're actually pretty, uh, pretty uh, clever, they're, showing a lot of guile for you. Yeah, that's why putties. they survived. Yeah, so um, they abduct Tommy, send him to Goldar's house. You're at Goldar's house now. You know what's happening. You fight Goldar. And I'm gonna let you know that Goldar's house was a head cannon for us. Yeah. Until a point in this episode where he looks at Jason and he goes, "Oh, I have a guest." <laughs> yeah, it's cl- it's clearly his spot. Yeah, that is his house. <laughs> uh, would you like a glass of water? <laughs> I've made finger sandwiches. Yeah, it's really it's really goofy. The more you think about it, because it's his, it's explicitly his place because he's there all the time this is where he brings people to fight he's and got the tarp laid out he's got the dry ice smoke going yeah he's he's the single candle burning kind of goes a little extra for when he has to do these one-on-one fights with a ranger he, he also likes he's very he gloats a lot in this place too yeah <laughs> like during this i was trying to figure out why even show him the candle you know why even why even get that far and show him the candle if it but they they say that the wax is a special kind of wax in the candle, yeah. and that it's tied to what their soul I'm their say, their power, or, yeah, or anything they touch. There's some jargon so, later on that it's made of gamma thirty one wax, which is created from the power when you touch an item. And Tommy never touched anything, but you used to work for Rita. Maybe that's so why I'm they sure grabbed the morpher. Maybe they, that's why they grabbed the morpher. Because they needed the candle to tie. They needed. They said they needed the coin to tie the candle to the coin. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's right. But they when but when, they when the putty. Yeah. When the putty had the morpher, you could have just dipped. But anyway. Right, whatever. Right. 
Yeah, but you gotta steal it's a Tommy. Kid, it's a kid show. Because we gotta find out how much stronger it's a kid Jason show is that I love. Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Physically, physically, he is absolutely strong because Tommy uh, goes to uh, hit Goldar, and Goldar just stands there and he's like, "There's nothing you can do, Tommy." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets him with an animated chain. Yeah, he does. Oh God! It's so. The 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 stakes here are that Tommy's trying to get back the candle, or try to actually he's trying to just get back his morpher. They're trying to get the morpher and steal the candle. Yeah, but the thing is, is that they thought that the candle was a bluff, that it was just a thing to get the morpher and scare him. Mm. And then Zordon comes out and goes, "Hey, actually, it's real, dude. You yeah. got to worry about this." So we get the. Uh, we get the uh, example of Cyclops' power because the Dragon Sword is now attacking Angel Grove. Yeah, and it's clearly not Tommy's Dragon Sword. So you know, we well, they don't. They think Rita has control of the Dragon yeah. Sword, and Zordon. Being I guess the I'm talking old, from a yeah uh, audience perspective, but yeah, the Rangers, Ranger, the Rangers have to go deal with this, and uh, we get straight into straight into action. Get the Megazords out. We get a. We get a fight with Cyclops in the city, or, or excuse me, the 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 the, the fake the fake Dragon Sword, and uh, while Tommy has to fight for his power in Goldar's house, um, let's see, we, we don't really has... see how he gets the Morpher back. They just kind of he's locked up in the animated chains, and Goldar comes back, and they have a fight, and he steals Goldar's sword. Right, right, because he saw he saw Goldar use it to get into the dimension. Yeah, and he use he he manages to sleight of hand the sword out of him as they're like kind of tussling, and he says, "Oh, I saw you use it. Let's see if it works the other way or some something to that something to that degree, right?" And he sticks the sword up in the air, and Goldar no, and he runs out and he grabs him, and they both get transported back to where where they were in the park. And he's like, "Smell you later, Goldar, or whatever." And he, and he did, breaks breaks free of him, and he has his morpher, and he's yeah. and he's gone. And Goldar's like, you know, he's uh, dejected. And it doesn't matter. We still have the candle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's it's no use. All that you know, bad guy stuff. Bad guy stuff. Bad guy stuff. Yeah. To where we find out that yeah, Rita can actually do the candle thing, and it's real and candle and real and yeah, candle. And <laughs> if it. As important as the green candle is to the the whole progression of the story of Power Rangers and then like what it ultimately leads to and stuff like that, it, these episodes are they're not bad. They're just I don't know. It felt there's like a they like just jump around to conclusions and stuff like that. Yeah, like, there's no there's a, I thought there's like a more like severity to it. Maybe it's because maybe as a kid, you know, it it seemed like such like a much bigger deal it also after seeing the outcome and being an adult or well something being kind of an adult yeah something posing as an adult that i am um and knowing the outcome and stuff like that maybe it doesn't seem that serious and like i said uh time you know time progresses much slower as a kid back then waiting two weeks to see this whole thing happen but uh, i also felt like we got way more green ranger than we did because i mean like I know that we're going to have more Green Ranger episodes coming up, mm -hmm. but, like, 
in 92-93, I don't feel like we watched episodes in order at any point. So there were Green Ranger episodes all over the place, and then we got Green Candle. Oh, yeah. Episodes all over the place, and then we got Green Candle Part 2. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of like um, how uh, Dragon Ball was Dragon Ball Z was played on Toonami and stuff like that. Yeah. Where we where we're in the Namek saga and I remember this. I remember this and this sucked so bad. It's the episode right before Super Saiyan. It's the episode right before it. So we know the next next episode is going Oh Super yeah, Saiyan. they got the previews for it. And they rebooted. They just like restarted the series. Like yep. from not all the way from the start, but I think they restarted Namek, uh, the whole Namek saga. But it, yeah, they, but in in between they would play episodes out of order. They would just play other episodes and stuff like that. So it's just uh, how we perceive things as a kid and stuff like that. I yeah. guess this is just an example of just how how much of a how much of a. a a journey it was, how much of a, like, kind of like a slog at times it was to get to these, the conclusion of the Green Candle episodes, which is only two episodes, which is crazy to me. Well, and, like, the craziness is, is that we've only had Tommy as a Power Ranger for 13 episodes. As a good Power Ranger. He was an evil Power Ranger from episode 17 to 22. Yeah, I guess so. From 23 to 30... 35, so 22, we had 12 episodes, wait, 22 to 35, we had 13 episodes of Tommy, and then we're going away, and he doesn't have his powers anymore. Yeah. So, I feel like, as a child, we had more Tommy, right? Yeah. And now, you know, having having uh, watched uh, Zero Ranger and seeing Bri and what the whole deal is. It makes a lot of sense why they, it, we had such a limited, so, but that kind of added to the whole legend of the Green Ranger, you know, it was so cool. Yeah. You know? It made it seem like a special thing because it was so brief, you know. And I mean, in Sentai, uh, technically there was one other sixth ranger before Tommy, but he's like the real, the green, the dragon ranger, green ranger are is the first legitimate sixth ranger. Gotcha. Yeah, because in one series there was one, he showed up, and then he blew himself up to save them. And that was it. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, where were we at? <laughs> we got a Zord, Zord fighting going on. Tommy yeah. breaks free. Tommy joins them. And... Right? That's Earth policy. Yeah, is that what happens? Because I feel... They Uh-oh. go to Ultra Zord, and he gets away. Cyclops because gets Cy- away because Cyclops stays the villain for the two episodes. That's yeah, he is. That's why I was trying to figure out how this episode ended because I remember them being back in the command center, and because um, the next episode we get uh wait yeah well like, I'm sorry, we get, I lost my place here. Megazord battle. We get back to the command center, and Alpha has found a way to track the putties. Yeah, he says since the putties touch them, they have the traces of the dimensional energy. Yeah. You know, from Goldar's house. <laughs> has some Goldar dander on them or whatever. And Alpha does, like, a scan on uh, Tommy to, to find this stuff. Right? No, he scans yeah. him to make sure his internal organs Oh, right, are okay to make sure... Because the dark dimension yeah, is yeah, such yeah, a hard yeah, place right, to right. be. My bad, my bad. And yeah. Jason kind of shrugs it off, like... Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Y'all didn't scan me. 
But okay, whatever. I guess I'm just better. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They do. Yeah, the scanners for the well-being. Um, the the putty, the putty molecules are for some wacky, goofy Billy stuff. Yeah, in the next episode, these weird forks. Yeah, and I think the episode ends on that weird line where Tommy like looks and he goes, "Good luck, my friends." Does it end there? I f- feel like. Uh, these episodes kind of blended together. There, I mean, it is part one and part two. That I didn't even notice the episode. He, yeah, he he didn't realize he didn't realize that credits already happened in between when um, when the whole Billy stuff comes up. He thought it was the same episode, so it does. It it feels just bear with us. It's one big episode in our eyes. So um, yeah, so we get some Billy jargon, and he has the most gaudy, goofy. Science implements like, like Egon from Ghostbusters, but like times, I don't even know, like times ten. It's really, they're they're silly. They're forks. They got like a spinning. They got a chromatic spinning, like like a like the uh, hypnotist spinning swirl thing, whatever that's called. Colored wires. They got. They they got like drill bits on the forks. It's it's really weird, and um, he's he explains them. And it's actually Kimberly that that kind of does the Billy translation. Yeah. What is it called? The molecular decoders. Yes. Molecular decoders. She goes, molecular decoders. Got it. And there's like, all right. And goes, I, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so they concoct a plan that these things will triangulate or whatever. They're gonna open a portal. Yeah. To wherever. House. Yeah. So where where Tommy was taken, if they bring him back to there, they can find. The like the signal, if you will, and find it and open up that portal back to Goldar's house. They need someone to go in there, and Jason volunteers. Yeah, because he's a beefy boy and yeah. he can fight Goldar. He's been in Goldar's house before. He has he has experience in Goldar's house. Um, Tommy, in the meantime, is sent uh, tasked to. Uh, well, he's d- kind of just hanging out. Yeah, but the, until Cyclops yeah. attacks again with Mega Dragonzord. Yeah, but that um. Before that is where we get that line that you like so much, where he says, "Good luck, my friends." Yeah, you know, very, uh, very dramatic. It was so good. Very is yeah, it's quite nice. They go, go, they go to the park. They set up these big goofy, these big goof forks, and uh, this should be about right. And they turn them on, and we get some sparks flying out of them. Before that, we got to talk about Vulcan Skull. Oh yeah, Vulcan Skull. This is where. So they are shown at the park too, and they're kind of climbing an incline here, on the opposite side of where the rangers are. Uh, Bulk is having trouble. He says, "Help me out, Skull!" And so Skull starts pushing underneath him, him, starts pushing him up, and they come to the top of it, and they uh, see them doing their little dork experiment. And this is a weak point for them because. There's no justification for them acting this way. They are being rude. They are being mean. I mean, if you really want to break it down, there is justification for this because they're, they've clearly been the butt of every joke for the past. panic attack, 34 past, episodes. Yeah, what, however long they've been in Angel Grow High. And considering they're troubled kids, they've probably been held back quite a few times. So this has probably been a solid five years for them or something Bulk like that. Bulk does look like a full-grown man. Yeah, it, 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 so... I mean, we can uh, do the power playthrough thing where we where we spin it to make them look bad here. But to be fair, they are 
unprovoked in their bulliness. They're telling them they can't be in their private park. Yeah, that's right. And then they just try to break the forks. Bulk charges at Zach like an animal. Yeah. And Zach sidesteps him. When he does it again, Zach sidesteps him once again, but Bulk once again goes into a trash can head first. The trash can falls on the side, rolls down the hill, Skull chases after him. He hits a tree. Yeah. That could kill you. <laughs> that could do some damage to you. That doesn't do some. And, uh, yeah, right, right. You know, funny, funny, uh, Bulk and Skull sound cues. Oh, fatty go boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you know the deal. Yeah. And so they get back to, uh, Billy's. Uh, Billy's experiment here, or Billy's uh, plan, and they get the the things on the little the little chromatic wheel spinning and uh, sparks flying out. We get this these uh, this uh, electricity effect, you know, between the two forks. You notice the the left one uh, was the bottom of it was bent pretty bad. So like I feel like prop on like shipping it like must have must have dropped it or something or or. Uh... Zach didn't sidestep quick enough in one take. Yeah, something must have happened because uh, the bo- the bottom like spike oh. on the end of it, yeah, is pretty badly bent. And I don't know, it's just I did not notice that. I uh, yeah, I saw that and it was it was interesting. But they 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 connect. They open up this portal. Um, Zach wishes Jason luck, and Jason steps into it, and he's back in Goldar's house. And that's when Goldar says, uh, "I have a guest." Yeah. Cementing, this is his house. Yeah, head cannon, no longer head cannon. Yeah, only true cannon. Yeah, this is this is for sure. This is Goldar's house. Uh, second shirt. This is Goldar's house. First first shirt, uh, house fight in Kanji. Sec yeah. second shirt. This is Goldar's house. And it has the page font for the this is my house <laughs> WWE shirt. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> retired from entering activity. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> we can we can do that yeah. without any problems. Yeah, definitely. So <laughs> my and we'll have the the skewed G in the same font as Paige's P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna steal, just go for it. You know? Yeah. Should we have these in a backpack at Power Morphicon? I don't <laughs> just know. sell them out of a backpack. <laughs> yeah, um, we can do it. Uh, I don't know the layout of the convention center. Mm-hmm. But the shadiest spot, come see us. So, uh, you got you got a ten spot. You get a Goldar House shirt. <laughs> so, at Anime Expo two thousand four, yeah, they were selling the Naruto Anbu masks. Now, was the convention selling them? No, it was a cosplayer trying to make a buck. Right, he was selling them for twenty dollars. An entrepreneur, and he. The, it wasn't like hey, contact him on any kind of social media, and then meet him there. You had to find someone that had bought a mask, and he would give them a stack of cards, and then if someone asked about the mask, you'd give him the card, and it had his personal phone number on it. Yeah. And he would say, oh, meet me at the parking lot behind the convention center if you want to buy a mask. Oh, I like that. So Yeah, so we'll edit out what I said previously there. Um, come to dinner with us. Buy us a burger. Get a shirt? We, Get a shirt. You can't buy a shirt from us. Yeah. Because it does say Goldar on it. Yeah. But uh, you could do favors for shirts. Yeah. For Completely it. legitimate favors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
oh, yeah, I got both of these boys a value meal at the Mickey D's. Oh, yeah. Oh, Not yeah. those chicken tenders. Those things are terrible. I, I tried the those. The buttermilks? Yeah, they're not good. Unless it was just that that McDonald's, the one uh, on um, right next to Sunset, mm-hmm. Sunset mm-hmm. Park. You know that one right there? Yeah. Next yeah. to, uh, what's the name of that game that's store? The, that's the worst uh, it, war room. War room, yeah. Um, but whew, those were bad. Those were real bad. I was angry. I was complaining about it the rest of the day. Yeah? I w- sat at, in, uh, inside Tony's house at the table, and I, and I was just mad. I was just so, like... Disappointed in the quality of those tenders. Bryn got those tenders. I put them back in the bag, and then me and Tony uh, proceeded to punch it, like, on the table. (laughs) And we threw (laughs) it away. Like real adults. (laughs) Like real adults. (laughs) Uh, A 30-year-old and a... uh, (laughs) 27-year-old. 27-year-old man. Oh, these aren't good food. (laughs) We just start hammer fisting the bag of chicken tenders. I'm just going to bruise my leg from doing that. (laughs) I was committed to the bit, though. We threw threw them out and uh, went to Cane's. <laughs> uh, Bryn got those on the day that, of the Rick and Morty sauce. Okay, and she has ordered them every time we've gone to McDonald's. Okay, since. so I need to go to a different McDonald's and try those because my first experience was not good with them at all. But yeah, this is my house. Whose house? Goldar's house. It's official. It's legit. Yeah, Jason kicks him in the chest and he moves. Okay, Tommy kicked him in the chest and he just glanced it off. Yeah, Jason. Better than Tommy. I've said it. Yeah. I do have a ton of Green Ranger merch up here. Nothing can compare to the mystique and, like, the coolness of the Green Ranger. You know, the Green Ranger, just idea, concept, look, all of it. Tommy, I like Tommy a lot. I do. Jason, he has his flaws. He's he's got Glass a lot of earth policy. He's yeah. got a lot of pent up rage. A lot of it. A lot of it. He's immediately uh, like the next episode. He's he's full full tilt. That boy is on a rampage. But yeah, he's fighting Goldar in Goldar's house, and while while um, Tommy has to respond, the Cyclops attacking again. Yeah, he goes down there and they have a fight, and Cyclops is has the upper hand. The rest of the Rangers are still back at the park with the molecular decoders. Kimberly is worried. It's been too long. You know, he should have been back by now. And then they get the call from Zordon that Tommy's in trouble. We need you guys there. And they're like, but Jason's not back. So they have to figure out what to do, how to to settle this. So Zach volunteers to go in. He goes into Goldar's house. He finds he finds Jason and he tells him the news. You know we got to get out of here. Goldar backs off. He's just kind of like pointing at him, like you're a failure. <laughs> You've never done anything in your life. Let your friend lose his powers. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. Just yeah. pointing at him, cutting a promo on him. Yeah, yeah. Like doing this whole where he does a fist pump with a sword in his hand and it makes the now like noises and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is kind of promo. Yeah, he's kind of promo on him. And Jason says, "I haven't gotten a candle yet." Uh, um, Zach says, well, you know, like he may lose his power if the camel goes out, but if we don't go help him right now, he'll lose his life. Yeah. That was a serious move. Yeah. Yeah. That was a power play. Yeah. (laughs) And Jason, Jason relents and they go, and Golden, you give up too easy. And (laughs) great. Yeah. He, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Goldar, yeah, Goldar continues talking about how you'll see him at Starcade <laughs> in, in a bull rope match or some nonsense or whatever. He, he's <laughs> Goldar's having fun today. It's a, it's a good day for and Goldar. Then, and then, <laughs> yeah, Goldar's. And then I'm gonna tell him he's a failure. <laughs> and then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna watch his friend lose his powers. And then I'm gonna send out a double monster. And then, and then, yeah. Uh, he, oh yeah. my God! Let's order a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real good day for Goldar. He's having the time of his life. Um, so the 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 Rangers join the action. Uh, Jason Hobson, Jason's done. He's, he immediately summons the Ultra Zord. It's like, we're, it's like seconds. He's like, oh God, just kill him already. Ultra Zord. <laughs> yeah. he, it, they've shown, like you said, um, it was interesting. You said like send in Kimberly because her Zord is not necessary for the Megazord transformation or the Dragon Zord, uh, Ultra Dragon, whatever it's the called. Mega, Mega Dragon, Dragon Zord. Mega Dragon Zord configuration. That's true. It's not needed. But uh, when I think about it, they've autopiloted stuff before. Why couldn't the... Why couldn't... I guess they need at least two people to hold the stupid things, like even one's though... One's got to do the one arm and one leg. Like, one's got to control the yeah. right, one's got to control the Yeah, right. I'm just thinking about, like, why they couldn't leave the molecular decoders or whatever. But I... I, I don't know. It, it seems like some kind of plan could be hashed out where... They go and they summon the ultra, the ultra Megazord, and just get rid of this thing. It seems like the footage dictated something different. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's curious. That's real curious. So we get the the uh, ultra Megazord out. Just just flattens that dude. Just turns him into to paste. He's done. Because Jason has no control anymore. Yeah. Um. The 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 candle burns out and as like a last ditch effort when they're back at the command center they they have Tommy still morphed hand over the shield the coin and the dagger yeah to well you know the the, the shield comes over when he hands him the coin and the dagger and he hands it over to Tommy uh, to uh, Jason and Jason has has the power of the green ranger now you know, yeah in a, in his back pocket and we get the the jargon from a uh, Zordon of why you know why the candle did what it did, some some how they uh, stopped the power from returning to Rita. Yeah, by like this was a kind of like a um I can't think of the term, and now I just just dead air. That's awesome. Zedusex Machina. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. It's yeah, but they. They sidestep the whole uh, issue of Rita getting back to green power. There's a lot of things that I think about where I'm like, well, why didn't they just do that? Yeah. Well, why didn't they just do that? So by him having it, it prevents Rita from regaining that power and potentially giving it to a new ranger or whatever, or starting this whole mess over. And, um, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Well, that's the end of the Green Candle saga. Yeah, we did gloss over one thing that um, oh, we made did? me jump that's out surprising. of my seat. That's surprising that uh, we skipped something. Is that... <laughs> Had to talk about it out of order. No, for the first <laughs> time ever, when Tommy was fighting Cyclops, he piloted the Dragon Zord from inside. And oh. it's a brief, like half a second shot. It's really cool, though, because he's in the cockpit, and there, you, the green... 
like uh, emblems behind him and it's glowing. It looks gnarly. Yeah, it's really cool. And it wasn't worth like stopping on for five minutes in the middle of the episode, which is why I didn't stop. Oh, uh, here we go. Um, yeah, so we get the the conclusion to what Tommy was going to do. They're back at the lake, and he works up the courage to ask Kimberly, you know, would you go to the dance? Would you be my date to the dance? What does she do? She turns around and like looks down. And he's like, Kimberly? Oh. And then she's like, I don't want to make it that easy for you. And then they have their, <laughs> yeah, they like have a kiss. Yeah, then we got the kiss. There yeah, it is. No, no. I remember this kiss using a, being used in a montage in later seasons, and it tore me up. It tore my little 13-year-old self up, or whatever I was at that point. But it's because it happens in season three or something or another, where he reflects on, I think it's when Kimberly's leaving and Kat comes in. Yeah. And we have the their their montage of their memories and stuff. It tore me up. Pour me up real good. Yeah, there is. So there's an artist that does a lot of WWE and like wrestling art on Instagram. Yeah, and he's been posting his stories, and he actually watched that episode yesterday. Yeah. So I had seen just that scene. Yeah. Because he he did that thing that people do that drives me crazy, where they film their television. Oh yeah, yeah. I dude, I don't like that either, man. Yeah. Well, one of our boys is real notorious for that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, But then I remember gonna... that thing being well done. That little montage. Yeah. There's like some music. There's some like there's. It's like a female vocalist singing and stuff. I don't know who it is, but I remember there's like an original song for that montage. We are two seasons away from that. All right, that means we're only four years from you hearing about it. <laughs> uh, no, that Rainer theme song's coming real soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's These people that listen to this. Have already heard it yeah. many times. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to move on to an episode, and it's an episode that always stucks out for me. It's called Birds of a Feather. Yeah, Birds of a Feather. We start out with a karate class, a, y- a youngster karate class. Going Taught on. by Zach. Taught by Zach. And he pulls one boy aside. His name was Cameron. Cameron Hayes. Cameron Hayes. Thank you. And he says, I want you to try something. And they do. he does like a little flourish, and then he has him imitate him as he's doing it. Yep. When he gets to the spin kick, he falls. Yeah. And now we, we find out that Cameron has a little confidence problem. Yep. Yeah. And, and Zach Zach, you know, being a good boy. And a man with no confidence problems. Yeah, it truly, truly. Angela can shoot him out of the sky as many times as she wants. He's still gonna ask, he's gonna wear you down, girl. <laughs> this is a nineteen fifties romance where you just don't stop. <laughs> yeah. Um but he he says, you're going to do great at the competition, yada, 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 bulk of skull in a frame, and uh, they have a kid who is clearly wearing the extra bulk jacket from, from Prop. Yeah, because his name's Biff. Yeah, so he has the same, uh, like, like a army tan vest with a crude, crude <laughs> they, cloth. They put, no, it's a red painted B. Oh, is it painted? I thought it was like a cloth cut out that they... All right, yeah. You mean like it's a Letterman jacket? Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's a that's a painted on B, my dude. Yeah, it's a crude. Live in that it's a, but it's the exact style. same jacket as Bulk, and how I know it's just it's just another one. It's just another one of the same same uh, wardrobe. Is because it is it's just tented. Tent? Yeah, it's just tented over this kid. But yeah, the interesting is Biff. It's his protege. Biff does some cool moves, and it's like this is very interesting. This is very interesting. We're gonna get into some Bulk and Skull stuff here now. Oh, Skull's wearing uh, an Elvis uh, belt, yes. by the way, which Dan 
pointed out, well, he does have two Elvis suits. He does. You know, he has one that fits bulk even because that's his best buddy. But, uh, yeah, he has an Elvis belt on, looks rad. And after Biff Biff uh, shows off his moves, stuff like that, we start talking, like, did, did bulk teach him that? Like, what, yeah. yeah, what's what's going on here? Because this... And, and even there's, like, a line later on that kind of solidifies that he did teach him something, at least, because... Um, because I just said why, because of the line. Nice brain work there, Freddy. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my God, just eat this microphone. Um, Jason, Jason's <laughs> peculiarly, he's not there. He's not around. But they're talking about a competition, and Cameron Hayes wants to know, well, what do I do if Biff cheats? And Zach just goes, <laughs> he'll be disqualified. <laughs> yeah, it's actually <laughs> a really good, it's actually a really cool bit. Like, it's, you know, I'm going to read into it a little bit too much, but it's kind of it's kind of exemplifying fears in life, fears and anxiety. Yeah. Sometimes they're not that real. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can just you can just rationalize. You need an outside perspective sometimes. What does our boy Zach do? What does my wonderful boy Zach do? He lets him know, hey man, if he cheats, he's done. So who cares? You know why are we worrying about that? He lights Cameron up. You know he's like, oh yeah, he's that, like, that's, that's silly. Cool. Yeah, that why are we caring about that? Yeah, if he cheats, he's done. They like all the judges are watching. You know, it's not like he can. There's n- not like he can cheat and not have it go unnoticed. You know, you break the rules, you break the rules. But um. Yeah, so we have bulk with this boy that he is clearly living vicariously through mm-hmm. because is like a fresh slate with Biff. Biff maybe has uh, some of the uh, tendencies. He's got of, one of those faces. He's got one of those bully faces. Yeah, he's got some of the tendencies of bulk as far as fashion sense goes and attitude and stuff like that. But, you he's know, got that Cobra Kai face. He's living, Bulk's living vicariously through him. Yeah, the Cobra Kai look. And uh, Biff looks up to Bulk, obviously, even even in some capacity, because he's with him, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's it just shows again how how much of an outcast these boys are, and and the lengths they go to to fit in or seem cool or just anything, even, even something like just having a kid that looks up to you is, you know, that's got to be better than the ostrich. Like than having uh, a group of girls stand over you. Yeah, instead of you, while like, while you can't breathe, while you're having a panic attack. Yeah, you're, while you're, while you're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, while you're, yeah, that that is a lot better than that by a long shot. Anyway, so let's continue the episode. So uh, we we cut to the next day, which is the martial arts competition. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there's uh, uh, Billy, Trini, Kimberly, and Zach well, are there to cheer on Cameron. Yeah, this Rita. When does Rita do her spell? She's thing? already. She already has summoned the Hatchosaurus. Yeah, they talk about the Hatchosaurus a bit now. But, but at this point, they haven't talked to the Rangers about Hatchosaurus. They just said, you know, I've sent down my monster. It's undefeatable. Yeah, and, and Goldar they, goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shakes <laughs> the sword. Yeah, yeah, just swooshing away in the corner there in Goldar's corner. It must be there. Must be a door there that leads to his house or something. Yeah, he's sure. always in that spot. What do you think uh Scorpina is like does she she don't she don't do anything in Goldar's house. Well, I mean like Scorpina isn't married to Goldar. Or right, but like But you know, she it, doesn't go hey to man, Goldar's house. Hey man. Hey. I'm talking about I'm talking about them, you know, I'm talking about just being they, best friends. Yeah, we we can say that I guess, but they're always going to be married in in 
in my eyes because doesn't the comic touch on that a little bit? Uh, not isn't it canon? Maybe. I feel like it's canon in the comics, so maybe. it's canon everywhere. Do we need to have an episode where we just talk about the comics? I maybe because there's there's some fun stuff that happens in those. Yeah, we're so we were recording this right after the first issue of Shattered Grid came out, mm-hmm. and. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, things are nuts right now. That that live action uh, promo that came out. The fact that Wes is dead. Yeah, it ain't spoilers because it's two years after Shattered Grid came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you you read it or you, or you didn't. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just I just found out today that Ron Wasserman did. Wait, I think I've got a little bit. I think that oh. we can do like a little like. Oh, a new Wasser Watch is here. Is that it? This is, that is what the, we're going to do? This is the new podcast within a podcast called Wasser Watch, yeah. where we talk about the feats of Ron Wasserman. Yeah, we've been on a bit of a hiatus, but we are back with some news. Uh, Ron Wasserman did the Shattered Grid live-action promo music. Yeah, he did the live-action promo music, and he is the composer behind the most iconic kids' theme of all time. Yeah, just about, yeah, honestly. The X-Men theme song. Yeah, yeah, the X-Men theme song, which is, if you were... Like, there are two theme songs that stick out as a child, and it's Go Go Power Rangers and... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those yeah. are the two those are he- songs. Those are heavy hitters. Those yeah. are... I mean, I like a lot of, uh, you know, like I like Heathcliff, you know, I like I like Garfield, I like... Uh, DuckTales, stuff like that. Dis- Disney Afternoon had some bangers. But yeah, X-Men and Power Rangers were those blood-pumping themes. Yeah. When the X-Men theme... The yeah, like it, it was... <sighs> you've seen them come in and stuff like that, and the, the intro had... Oh my gosh. Ron Wasserman did that. He did that. Like... How... how who else? That's an impact. That's 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 a tangible impact on the world on this p- period of time in the '90s. That he kind of just he he cracked bedrock, you know, with his impact on on my youth, on everyone's anyone around my age, you know, even even people younger than me, much younger than me, because they go back and watch that show as crappy as that show was, honestly. It yeah, wasn't yeah, very it's good. really not a great show anymore. But that intro, it, that intro makes you feel like you're watching a good episode every time. Yeah. That's that intro you do not skip. You just enjoy yourself. You have your cereal, and you're just, you're just ready, man. You're ready for a good time. If you want to watch a good X-Men cartoon, X-Men Evolutions was fantastic. Oh, yeah, X-Men Evolution was pretty good. X-Men yeah. was, Evolution was really good. Uh, was it Wolverine and the X-Men was decent, too? Wolverine and the X-Men's a real good show. Yeah, yeah. Those were not bad at all. Was there a CG? No. There's there, the anime one. Oh, there's the anime one. There wasn't a CG one. There was a CG Spider-Man show, that MTV show. Yeah. That was pretty good. Was I liked good it. Lisa Loeb was Mary Jane. Yeah, and uh, Rob Zombie was, was Kirk lizard. Connors. Yeah, he was Lizard, man. Not it's lizard man, but the lizard man. But the lizard man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, Ron Washington. Wow. Yeah. It, what What are you doing, Ron? Why are you like, the man? Greatest what? composer of my time. Yeah. It Still is, living. It is incredible. It is incredible to have those under your belt. Most people like. I don't yeah. know. Like what? What? What other composer comes close? Um. Uh, 
Beethoven. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying more contemporary, like um, uh, 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 why can't I think of his name? Are you talking about the dude that did the one with Leonardo DiCaprio, but also by the director of the Batman series? Uh, I was no, I was thinking of uh, Hans Zimmer. Hans, Zimmer. oh, that's a good one. But um, why can't I think of his name? The guy who did, you know, Star Wars, Rise of Park, Indiana Jones. Oh, you're thinking of John Williams. John Williams, yeah. Like, that's well, that's the only other one that can lace up Ron Wasserman's boots is John Williams. John Williams and Hans Zimmer. Yeah, like, that's, that's like do, you do can you make know, a stable of there of the greatest cultural impact, you know. Like, yeah, do you want to know what Hans Zimmer did before he hooked up with uh, that director that I can't think of his name that did the Batman movies? Uh, which Batman movies? Joel Schumacher? No, the three with Christian Bale. What's his name? Oh, whatever, right? Uh, do you know what he did before he did those? No, like, only one of those films was truly, like, breathtaking for me. Yeah. He did the score to Cool Runnings. Whoa. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Yeah. Get on up. It's bobsled time. Yeah. Well, yeah. On Zimmer, Cool Runnings. Yeah, so those are those are two stable boys like to join Ron Wasserman in this in this uh this musical takeover because those guys have had a hell of an impact on my life. I mean, Jurassic Park theme makes me cry, you know. The X Men theme and the the Power Rangers theme make me feel like I can lift the earth, you know, like it's 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 uh, Hans Zimmerman, that's a workhorse. That's a workhorse. That's like your, that's your, uh, it's kind of like, um, trying to think of a, that's like an Arn Anderson, yeah. you know, the four horsemen situation, you know. That's the workhorse right there. That guy will put on a good match for you. If you were going to make your own four horsemen of the Power Rangers, like WWE, F's, four horsemen, NWA, whatever it is. Yeah, right. Uh, WCW. You know. WCW, you know, old wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Four horsemen. Who are your four horsemen of the Power Rangers? So... Kelsey, Yellow Ranger, Lightspeed Ranger, uh, Lightspeed Rescue, uh, just because reliable hand. She was just, I don't know, it's probably one of my favorite Yellow Rangers. Uh, of course, you know, point up there, Trini. Uh, then we have Zach, because he's just my favorite of all time, period, and that's the end of that. Mm -hmm. uh, Sky, SPD Blue. And then, well, you know, who becomes eventually the Marshal and just the Shadow Rangers. Oh, Sky's so cool. Just a cool factor, times a thousand. And then we have Jason. Just because Jason was the leader to me. He was always the leader to me. You know, he, he was first presented as a leader, and then he kind of got downgraded, and then, you know, the whole peace conference, world peace conference thing happens, and he's out, but he comes back in my favorite suit of all time, which is Gold Ranger Zio. Yeah. That thing is untouchable. That That is an incredible... Like, I remember back when... Uh, since we have uh, since we have a uh, Ranger Cent Central up, I remember there was like a a top ten way back when where they did the. Oh, I'm not going into their message board. That's yeah, yeah, don't don't worry about that. But they have a, they had a top ten of uh, the best outfits. Number one was Gold Ranger Zio. Yeah, I and mean it still holds up as the best outfit. It looks so good. It's incredible. Black and gold is just you can't go wrong with that combination. But it was just enough accoutrement or whatever you call it you know accessories it was just per the staff it's perfect it is a perfect ranger when i think of an uber ranger you know i mean i'm just gonna rattle mine off real quick because it's got to be tommy 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to be Jason, specifically Gold Ranger Jason. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go into the Titanium Ranger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm just going to throw this wild card out there. The Wolf Ranger from uh, Jungle Fury. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um... And the violent wolf ranger. Why, all, all of mine are all uber rangers. Yeah, I guess so, huh? I guess it's just that it just, guy. It says something. Just yeah, guy. it says something. Should we talk about the episode? Oh, yeah. Get, yeah, get back to bird, bird, birds of a feather, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, where did we leave? <laughs> we left off with Jason showing up, and we are about to go into... Uh, we're about... He gets the call from Zordon. And he's like, "Hey, we gotta go. We gotta go." Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. The um, Hatchosaurus. They haven't they haven't named the monster or anything. He's like, "Hey, there's a monster. We gotta right. go." Zach goes up to Cameron and is like, "Hey, you got this?" Yeah, I got it. I gotta go. There's an emergency, and Cameron's like, "How am I gonna do this without you?" And he's like, "You can do it. You know, I believe in you." Yeah. And they have to go, so they go, and they find this. This, mo- this is where I noticed that Cameron is the first child that's been in the show. That hasn't been eighty yard afterwards because yeah. he was a true professional. Yeah, he can and read he came his lines. in and he did his work. Yeah, he did his lines and good, good on you, Cameron, wherever you are. But he looks a, he looks like a young John Loudermilk. John Loudermilk, who's John that? John Loudermilk is the blue Megaforce Super Megaforce Ranger. Oh, okay, yeah. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I mean, John Loudermilk is younger than you and I. Yeah. So he wasn't old enough to be that kid. Right. But that's 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 a funny thing to think about. Um yeah, so they go to confront this monster and we get like it it's Jason is raged out. Yeah. He's raged out. He shows up, he fights the monster, they ultra Zord, they blow him up, they're like, Yeah, we did it, we're out, they go back. Yeah. Zordon says, You didn't do it. You gotta destroy the heart. And yeah, they, they the show they show form. through the viewing globe, yeah, the chunks of the monster. And there's some entrails in there, too. You know, I guess they, I don't know, they either slip past him or whatever. But uh, he sees sees the monster reforming in the viewing globe. And we find out, we go to uh, Rita, who says, ah, you know, this is the perfect monster. The perfect plan is always my queen. You know? <laughs> At yeah. some point, Rita says that this plan is is the most evil plan she's ever hatched. It's even evil for her. <laughs> yeah. I, there's, there's a lot of... It feels like there's a lot of weird lines. It's like, because she... There's one point when they when they uh, entered a battle with the thing, and um, with the hatch source, as it's called, and she says, yes, it's destroying them. Like, nothing even happened yet. Yeah, it did. <laughs> they they it, literally just showed up. Yeah, it, it, it feels like they're just kind of filling space on this episode in some spots. Not that it was a filler episode by any means. It just... This is an episode that sticks out to me. Yeah. That monster... Yeah, that monster was, like, creepy to me. But there is a real reason for it, which we'll get to later. Yeah. Um, When Hatchsaurus reforms, we cut back to Rita, and he's like, hey, Dragonzord's a little too much. Aren't you worried about the Dragonzord? And she says, hey, don't worry about it. And she casts a spell that just ties him up. Yeah, well, first off, we, we see 
the dragon sword just after the fight, like clomping around. I guess going back to the water. He's like looking at his feet. He, he's he's looking. His arms he's are just kind of hanging. He's down. looking down, and uh, it looks like he's been listening to a lot of Wonder Years, listening to a lot of shout out to my boys, uh, Spanish love songs. He looks like he's been listening to some sad boy music because he's just clomping around, doing nothing with his <laughs> his dragon sword life. And Rita says this rhyme about listening to my spell, and we get this this beam go down onto him, and now he's his powers have been restricted. It's it's kind of just that his arms have been tied to him. Yeah, it looks like he has an invisible, like 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 he got himself caught in an inner tube, you yeah. know, or something. You know, he, he can't oh, move his he, arms he up. He looks like when you throw out a six pack and you don't cut the. Yeah, yeah. It looks like he's like a duck caught in one of those. Yeah, he's a yeah. That's as it that, that works because it's very topical for this time period, which is we were super concerned about about the uh, world baby and uh, the world, baby ducks, and the well being of both those things. Yeah, and um, yeah. So it looks like he was caught in a six pack. Uh, uh, what is it like a plastic six pack ring from some from some Pensacola. yeah from. A can of surge or something, you know, like, uh, but um, yeah. So that's what that's her that's her plan to uh, keep the dragon sword in check. So they, so they're really gonna get thrashed by this thing. When they find out that it's not destroyed, they re they rejoin the battle and it um they confront in the city. This is where we get the weird line, or Rita kind of says, "Yeah, it's destroying them." Like, yeah, it does feel like there's just some footage flowing in there. They, they Megazord. They get into the Megazord. Mm-hmm. They start the fight. Yeah. And Jason's like, I'm not. Ha- I'm not doing this again. He. And they. He, they cut. They. Um. They use the power sword. No. 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 He calls the Dragon Sword. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He and calls Dragon Sword. Like, the Dragon Sword's not here yet. Play the song again. Dragon Sword's not here yet. And he's like, You know what? We need the power sword. Yeah. Um. And the power sword comes down. And like he's the the creatures on top of them, like it's it's beating him up. It, it's it's, it's getting it's getting more powerful when it, like each time it's destroyed. We find out uh, he calls down the he's called Dragon Sword. Dragon Sword is coming. He's like screw it. Called Power Sword. Power Sword comes down. Really cool. Slashes the monster on its way down. Yeah. Gets up. Grabs the sword. Does a little flourish with the sword. It's pretty neat. And then uh, does the Power Sword kind of cut the final slash and he, beats him. Yeah. Beats him, and then it shows that... He immediately reforms. There's no waiting. Yeah, and now he has, like, these horns on his head, on his back, and stuff yeah. like that. He's got these big white horns on him, and uh, he's even more powerful than four. The Dragon Sword shows up, and this is where he he's... Uh, like like we said, it looks like he's caught in one of those uh, six-pack rings because he cannot move his arms up above, him, above where he is, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um... They look over and they see the spell ring, so they know what's wrong. Yeah, Rita, Rita must cast spell. And they know about Cardiotron at this point. They know you have to go in and go after the heart. Yeah, because in the viewing globe, they saw the heart um, uh, like glowing and stuff like that. They know that you have to destroy the heart and Cardiotron in order to destroy this monster. So Jason, again, he is just full bore in this episode. Raged out. He jumps out of the Megasword onto the top of its head and then jumps into Hatchasaurus. Yes. And he confronts uh, Cardiotron, which has... He actually has, like, a very... It's probably the same voice actor that did the jellyfish monster because it's it sounds really similar. But um, 
Carter Tron says, you know, basically, I got you right where I want you. There's no way you can defeat me or something like that. And Tommy goes after it, but he gets... Jason. Or excuse me. God, it's going to be... Why is this continuing? Uh, Jason goes after it, and he gets constricted by all the... <laughs> the all the, you know, heart stuff. <laughs> the, ar- the arteries. Ar- the arteries, thank you. Oh, yeah, it gets constricted by the arteries, which is, I guess... Terrifying. Yeah, it, like holding him up, uh, dangling him. Uh, he brings the dragon dagger to his mouth to, to try to get the dragon sword to kick in, you know? Yeah. Over and over, and uh, it's no use, you know? It's fallen over. It's so yeah, it struggles, and then it struggles too much, and it falls over. And then we get some cool, cool stuff because he summons... Jason decides that he's going to fully take over the power of the Green Ranger. Yeah, and the the power shield forms over him. It's yeah, like an armored Red Ranger. It's so gnarly. Um, the Dragon Sword, now, the, how we kind of kayfaved it, tried to storyline it, which is... The reason that Rita's spell worked on this on the Dragon Sword, like, because why wouldn't she just do this at any time? You know, after the Green Ranger was out of her power. Well, since there is why no Green, why wouldn't she do it when the Green Ranger was just around? Yeah, why, what's the deal here? We figured it's probably because you know, since there's no Green Ranger right now, that there's no, I don't know, tether. It's it's more controllable, you know, yeah. more animalistic or whatever, and so that's why the spell worked. But once Jason utilizes the full power of the Green Ranger. It breaks free of the spell, and uh, yeah. they they uh, blow they blow up. Hatchet. Wait, wait. They somehow there's like enough power blowback from the transformation that Cardiotron and Jason fall out of Hatchasaurus. Yeah, they're now in a field, and uh, Jason's still fighting it. Uh, he he's still fighting back with the arteries and stuff like that, whipping at him and stuff, and uh, the whipping cool, on him too. Yeah, yeah, he's doing the for for just a heart. He's doing a pretty good job of handling uh, handling Jason, but Jason, uh, this is just so cool. This is like coolest scene. Both the dragon dagger and the power sword are out, one in each hand, and they're glowing their respective colors, and he charges at Cardiotron does a cool jumping slash and just decimates it. And he's, like, growling afterwards. Yeah, like, like, he's got, like, the meanest pump going on, you know? Yeah, he's hyped up. He Yeah. He's using two rangers' power. Yeah. He just destroyed a monster by himself. Yeah. So you know what he needs to do? Go destroy another one. Yeah, he needs... And he needs to get into that Megazord, still wearing the shield. He is still wearing the shield. It looks so cool. He makes the old resort, and he just craters. Last Earths. Yeah, yeah, just just craters this monster real bad. (laughs) So much so, I don't remember Rita's, like, like, tantrum afterwards. I just remember feeling like, holy dinner. Yeah, I I imagine, like, Rita was kind of like, Maybe a little intimidated yeah. after after seeing that kind of show of force. That's a yeah. That that really is all I remember. So if there was if there was a little bit, uh, apologies for that. But this was all about just Jason and raw power. Jason putting the boots to things because this is. Whew. They go go back to the youth center, and uh, they find out that camera made it to the finals. To face Biff. Yeah, to face Biff. Uh, Zach's really really proud of him. Obviously, 
we get a kid fight. <laughs> we get a <laughs> kid fight. <laughs> yeah, we get Cameron and Biff facing off. Biff is doing some moves. Biff is handling Cameron. Like he so, gets like first three rounds on him. First yeah, three. I'm uh, watching the falls. Fight, and there's only five falls in the fight. Yeah. And Biff gets three of them. Yeah. Cameron gets two. I think that Biff puts his hand on him a lot, like to get leverage to like, yeah. take him down. So I think he probably lost points on that. Maybe, maybe because it's not like a judo competition. It's like a strictly like an aikido or k- yeah. karate kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the procedure. Yeah, I'm not a martial arts judge. <laughs> I just play one on TV. Um, yeah, Twitch TV. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, Zach says use the leg move. He literally just is like leg he move. said use the yeah use the new leg move, and it, it it's not like a new leg move. It is just like a down light kick. It's a down medium a kick in Street Fighter. Yeah, it's, it's just a, a sweep, and he gets his point. And then uh, then uh, Biff resorts to the old bulk way of things, which but is Biff shakes hands with Cameron. And he's like, hey man, it was a good fight. And he goes, you know what it was? Yeah. He shakes his hand. But I just want to point out that that, that Biff, in that final uh, fall, uses the, the bulk tactic, which yeah, is charge Yeah, he does the bulk like, charge twice, and that's why he loses. Yeah, and he uh, just just uses a mo- momentum against him, has him fall to the ground. And, yeah, Biff loses. But, yeah, you're right. There is a uh, camaraderie there, shakes hands, you know, good sportsmanship. He goes over to bulk, and a bulk's, why didn't you use the move I taught you? And then he... Does he the goes, yeah, you mean this one? And just kicks him straight in the kneecap. Yeah, kicks him real hard and just storms out of there. Bulk said, yeah, the move is going to be you break his leg. That's, uh, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, like Bulk, Bulk's idea was to just kick him as hard as you can in the leg. <laughs> all in all, like, the Green Candle episodes, while the implications of them are super, super heavy, mm-hmm. uh, we took those episodes super lightly. Yeah, and uh, the just the memories of them being so much heavier as kids is it's it's crazy with that one. Yeah, it's 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 the long term effect of the of these episodes, not not in the immediate. But I mean, we don't get any uh, we don't get any uh, Tommy in a uh, birds of a feather because he's because we see him doing this the solo karate thing at the end of the previous episode, and that's where he asks. Kimberly out. But. We actually don't get Tommy for quite a few episodes coming up here because yeah. uh, the episode where he comes back is Return of an Old Friend. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there is which just, is like six episodes away. There is just no Green Ranger. Yeah. So long term effect is greater than just watching these two episodes. They're still you know fun for the memories and all that, but it did it did seem less. Uh, serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Birds of the Feathers uh, stick out more for me. It made me feel like I was 14 again when I saw him summon the Dragon Shield. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, that was super cool. The Dragon yeah. Shield, the whole fight thing made me feel 14, and I wasn't 14 when this stuff came out, so <laughs> it's crazy. That's how I felt. Yeah, yeah. Good, ep- good episode. Uh, overall, solid three little episode packet uh maybe gets a bit uh, better grade just because of what the green candle episodes mean ultimately the implications into the badassness of birds of a feather mark these like three episodes as like a b plus in my book yeah 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 solid 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 yeah can't say much better than that 
But what I can say is thank you so much for listening to our show. Thank you for making it all the way to the end. You're a saint. I want to say thank you to Rainer for the use of our theme song, Power Playthrough. If you want to get your own digital download of that, you can head over to rainer.bandcamp.com and you can get our song and their songs over there. Uh, we want to say thank you to everyone that is using our Patreon and getting those Boom episodes and those VR Troopers episodes. If you want to support, you can head on over to patreon.com slash powerplaythrough. We post new episodes there every week. And that's it. We will see you on Thursday with our next Zoo Ranger episode. And may the power protect you.